0: Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 149.
1: Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo signal. It's oh, crap! But this radio has a wider bandwidth.
0: <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast.
2: Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that?
1: Welcome
3: to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Party in a Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and that is not my wife, Stephanie. In fact, Stephanie is not here, and I have absolutely no idea where my wife is right now. I know that she was at a bridal shower earlier this evening, and actually most of the day today, and instead of being here right at 10 o'clock for the start of the weekly Lost podcast weekend edition, she's not here. But that's okay. The show can go on. The show must go on. And so I am no stranger to podcasting by myself. If you guys are not aware of this, I do about I don't know, 14, 15 other podcasts, and pretty much I'm just used to hearing myself talk anyway, so it's totally cool. Half of you understand that when Stephanie's here, she's talking, and I don't hear what she says, and I get those kind of complaints, but I do do really hear a lot of what she says, but anyway, the question is in the chat room... By the way, we are recording this uh, podcast live on the internet at TalkShoe.com. We want to thank them for also providing the bandwidth for all the wonderful downloads, the thousands of you out there that are downloading this thing every single time we put out a new episode. So special thank you to them. And wow, do we have a great crowd this evening. Gosh, for a Saturday evening, you guys are all out there. No special date nights or anything going on out there for you guys, but uh, you're all in the chat room here very happy to have you guys join me. And in fact, I'll try to even spend a little extra time trying to uh, keep up with the chat room, if at all possible. And uh, for those of you who are dialed in, I'll bring you in occasionally through the show. Please feel free to request a talk any single time that you want to. And um, for those of you who are out there and that are not dialed in, please go ahead and call in. And uh, let's have this uh, be the party in a podcast that it normally is. We'll just uh, be without the bickering and complaining that Stephanie and I usually do, but uh, maybe uh, I can argue with some of you guys out there. How about that? All right, so to kick things off tonight, because Stephanie might actually show up this evening somewhere in the middle of this podcast and uh, maybe carry up a sleeping child to bed and then come down and join me, I'll go ahead and start off with our listener feedback.
2: Yes, Colonel Locke. This line secure. Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff. Stephanie. Toy. This
4: is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana.
5: Josh from California.
4: Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California.
3: Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area acquired. We are a go. Roger that.
0: Folks, I will tell you, um, you know, Stephanie may not be here tonight, but we have some listener feedback this week. It's amazing how many of you guys are calling in. We love the fact that you want to join in the conversation, that you take a part of the community, and you call in and share your thoughts. And we invite it, as you're aware, and the weekend show is where we try to put all those when it comes to the Lost Podcast. And would you believe that we have 15 Calls to play tonight, and we're going to go through them one by one, starting off with Brendan, who called in from Brighton in the UK.
6: Hi, uh, my name is Brendan. I'm calling from Brighton in the UK. Um, I've just listened to your uh, last podcast on Lost about Hurley being lucky, and you've had a couple of points that um, I would just like to sort of pick up on. Um, One you said about Cindy being another. Well, I think that's just a bit coincidental that she was an other and she's working for Oceanic Airlines. But I do think that Cindy could be the man on the boat. And as well as being an other, I think Cindy could also be working for Charles Widmore. Um, I just think it's a bit strange that the only person from the island that we saw prior to the flight taking off was Ben, who was a security man for Oceanic Airlines. So I think that that is actually Ben's twin and I think wait for it I think Mr. Widmore is really Ben's father who is looking for him Ben doesn't want to be found Um, that's just a couple of things really there that um, I think is what's going on also I also just think it's a coincidence um, with that Mr. Widmore has got this person working at Oceanic uh, as a security man, this Ben lookalike, I say that because I think Mr. Widmore actually owns Oceanic Airlines. Anyway, that's enough ramblings from me. Uh, Keep up the good work, love the podcast, and uh, I'll be listening in. Bye.
0: Thank you, Brendan, and thank you for calling in from the UK. We always love folks who come in and share their nice international accents with us, and we'll always be listening into to you when you do that. So anyway, uh, as, as far as Cindy being the man on the boat, obviously uh, she turned out to not to be the man on the boat. However, I do believe she is another. I do like your idea of Mr. Widmore, owning Oceanic Airlines, and therefore not only being a part of the others, but also being uh, a part of Woodmore Industries. I kind of like that idea. Uh, You know, anything's possible at this point. We don't completely understand exactly where they're going with all of these different things, but you know what? It's a lot of fun, at least, to think about it. The only thing with your call that I really... um, just not wrapping my mind around. You said that it's they showed uh, maybe Ben's twin brother being a security officer, and the only thing I recall as far as that is the whole concept of I think it was uh, John Locke had the the dream or whatever from the I guess it was season three, one of the first ep- uh, six episodes where he was given some kind of vision by the island of of everything that was to happen, and what he needed to do, and and in that vision, it was kind of like there was this whole thing that played out, where Ben was a security guy, and he was stopping some folks on the other, you know, from doing some things, but anyway, I don't think that that was real, but if there's anybody out there that knows anything different than that, and uh, you're understanding exactly where uh, Brendan's coming from, just let me know. But Brendan, thank you very much for calling in. We've got one person in the chat room who goes by Cool Guy, and he has he or she I, I would assume it's a guy though. But uh, Cool Guy, you're on the line. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I'm a man, and i just and I'm just figured I'd join in for a little while.
0: All right. Did you have something you wanted to add to the conversation?
7: I don't even know
0: what it's about. Alrighty, we'll have a great evening, and and feel free to call in anytime. So anyway, uh, we're going to move on to our next caller, and our next caller is Seth from Venice. Oh, that's not the button.
8: Hi, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Seth calling from Venice for the Weekly Lost podcast. You were just talking about the mystery identity of the her that Harper was referring to in in last week's episode, The Other Woman, and, and... I immediately flash back to Annie, the little girl from The Man Behind the Curtain in Season 3, who I believe Damian Carlton said would be fleshed out in later episodes and would be a, a key figure in Ben's life. So as much as Ben's mother may resemble Juliet, I think Annie is probably the her that they're referring to. But we'll wait and see. Love the show. Take care. Bye.
0: Alrighty, thank you very much, Seth. And the folks in the chat room were wondering if he's calling from uh, Italy or Florida or what. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, caller ID may have said California. So is there a Venice, California? Uh anyway, uh so you, you think that it might be Annie instead of uh Ben's mom. I you know, you very well could be. But anyway, uh one of the things that I do recall, there in Ben's apartment, I believe it is, there is a portrait, like a, a painting of, of a of a woman with blonde hair. So I would assume I would assume whoever that is a portrait of that this is who um Juliet looks just like but again in my opinion I think it's I think it's Ben's Ben's mom because we we did full, pull out that one screen capture that was uh put into the show notes last week, and I mean, she looks very, very, very dead on. Now, folks in the chat room are saying that, you know, of course, when we saw Annie, Annie was Ben's age. Of course, did, I don't know, did we see Annie grow up? Did we see what she looked like when she was an older uh, teenage woman or girl or woman or anything like that? I don't think that we did. Uh, I don't, and they're saying in the chat room, not yet. We not haven't necessarily seen that yet. Although, as you know, we're not going to discount your theory that that in fact that the you look just like her. Uh, we're not going to discount that it's Annie because obviously anything could go happen here on Lost. I personally still, although you disagree, I will still I, I stand by. I think it's I think it's Ben's mom, but that's just my personal opinion. And next up, we're going to move on to Robert from Melbourne, Australia.
2: Hey Cliff and Stephanie, it's Robert calling all the way from Melbourne in Australia. Now I don't have uh, anything to add to the actual show itself, but just wanted to say that I've started listening to Lost Podcast and uh, find your ones one of the better ones. Um, the first episode I listened to was the initial reaction episode to The Constant and I loved the enthusiasm that you guys had. Uh, one comment that I have to make on the full, the sleep-deprived full review episode of The Constant uh, was that Stephanie seemed to be doing a Desmond and slipping in and out of time? Because uh, one minute she was there and the next minute she was gone. Um, anyway, I, I found I found it absolutely hilarious. And keep up the good work. And I'll talk to you guys later.
0: Alrighty, thank you very much for that feedback, Robert. And uh, I'll tell you, Stephanie slipping in and out of the conversation, there were some people that liked that. Some of them obviously voiced their opinion that they didn't. But you know what we do here is we obviously try to have fun and we do try to bring the enthusiasm to Lost and there are some people that just take this show so seriously and and they expect us to have like kind of fit into some kind of box of, of podcaster that they want. But I'm, I'm so thankful that you found us, number one. And I'm very thankful that you're enjoying the show. And thank you so much for, for sending in feedback from Australia. It's awesome to have you here. Now, the next person that I play will be no stranger to those of you who have been listening for a while. And it's our good friend Doug from Atlanta. Hi,
5: this is Doug in Atlanta calling for The Lost Podcast. Uh, I've listened to a number of other Lost podcasts, and I haven't heard anybody bring this up yet, but when Ben says to Locke has the insurrection or the revolution or whatever the word he was, has that begun yet? He called it because, um, uh, if you'll recall, right before that, Claire, perfectly innocently, was suggesting that maybe she could uh, uh, approach uh, the fellow in the, uh, in the boathouse there, and maybe a different uh, um, way of getting to him might work, and that's just you know. But to Locke, the, obviously, the first thing that's going to go through his head is, well, they're questioning my authority, they're questioning my leadership ability, and uh, and sure enough, uh, I don't know how Ben would have known that, or if he was just uh, trying to plant a seed, and it just so happened that the, that the ground was already fertile for it. But um, uh, that's how he probably got. Uh, that that's what that was what he was trying to do is is, is get to uh, Locke's. Uh, issues with his own leadership. Anyway, just thought I'd bring that up. Thank you.
0: Already, Doug. Thank you very much. And there is somebody that is dialed in on the phone. Well, hello. Who is this?
9: Oh, oh. Hey, it's Stephanie.
0: What are you doing?
9: <laughs> okay, I'm driving home, and I just dropped my sister off at her car. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually, sitting. She's actually sitting next to me at the stoplight. Evidently, she's freezing because. gave me the shivering sign anyway um while she was getting her stuff and and getting her car started i checked twitter and i saw your tweet about hint hint i could call in and i'm like oh my gosh i forgot about the lost show
0: how can you forget about the lost show stephanie this is like what we do for a living now
9: yeah i know (laughs) I, i don't know how i forgot about the lost show but apparently i did
0: too funny. Well,
9: that's what weddings do to you.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the show. We're glad you Thank called you. in. What are we talking about? Uh, we're, we're playing lots of listener feedback. Okay. So we just played Doug in Atlanta, and next we have uh, Maggie from the Girls' Night In podcast over at girlsnightinpodcast.com, I believe.
10: Very cool. All
0: right, so let's go ahead and see what Maggie has to say.
10: Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Maggie from the Girls on In Podcast. I'm just listening to your initial reaction show for um, Lost, the Other Woman, and I really am going to stick up for Cliff here and say that I had forgotten that we had seen Juliet and Goodwin in bed together. I got all excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, and I totally forgot we would seen it before until Steph said something. So just calling to let you know that not all, all of us, know everything. And you know, good to, uh, just stick it up for Cliff just a little bit. Okay, I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye. That is exactly what this world needs more of. People who stick up for, stick Cliff. Up for Cliff. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, everybody in the chat room wants me to tell you just how excited they are that you called. Really? Yeah, they they are they're just like over related here. They're just like saying, "Tell Stephanie everyone is excited that she called." So, and, That's funny. and they said
9: that
0: just one <laughs> so far two people
9: <laughs> yeah exactly Woo!
0: no seriously no, now no they're they're now everybody's saying it stephanie see now, now you, you threw yourself the little pity party and now you have got everybody saying it i'm just kidding I'm
9: throwing myself a pity party it is really hot in my van i'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, oh I, I, I am glad that I'm not the only one that forgot about Juliet being naked in a bed with Goodwin, because you thought that I would remember something like that, and I still, to this day, right. I don't remember that episode. I don't remember that scene at all.
9: Okay. Oh, well. I mean, that's fine that you don't remember, and, and you know, Maggie, that that's great that you didn't remember either, because you know what? There have been plenty of times that Edith has called in and told me things that I didn't remember. So, you know what? More power to you. Let's all forget about
11: loss. What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there has been
9: plenty of things that I don't remember on the show. I wasn't pointing out that, you
0: know. I know you weren't. I
9: was trying to say that all you people who forgot about it.
0: No, no, no. She wasn't sticking.
9: You didn't remember it.
0: Yeah, she wasn't sticking. I don't think Maggie was pretty much uh, sticking up for for me from you from you I think oh, she, yeah, I she was probably sticking up for me from those people who say that we shouldn't be podcasting about loss because we don't we're not very well informed about every single detail like now some other people
9: about loss because we like it you know that's what, what, I, what I say better, what, better reason, what better reason should we have
0: that's all we do we just come here because we like the show I mean you know who's exactly. to tell us who's going to tell us what we can and cannot do you know what I'm saying? It's our podcast. Yeah. It's our party. It anyway, our party. it's our Very party. All righty. So next up, Stephanie, we have James from Tennessee. Are you ready for this one? I am. All righty. So uh, there it is. James, go right ahead.
7: Uh, this is James from Tennessee uh, for the Weekly Lost Podcast. Um, I don't know if this has been brought up or not. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And I haven't read it in
0: any form that I've looked at, but if... Okay, okay. I'm going to stop that for just a second, okay? And I need to pause right there. And unfortunately, because of where I put him on my board, I can't pause him. He's going to have to say that over again. Please do me a favor. Join up for our forum. Go to gspn.tv forum. And please call into our show. Our phone number is area code 859 795 Seven, just do me a favor. Understand that when you join our forum and you start posting there and when you call in and you talk to us, understand that we consider you not as a listener, not as a forum participant, a forum, uh, whatever. We consider you a friend and you never, ever, 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 ever have to say I don't know if I've, I've if anybody said this already. I don't know if this. I don't know if it's been put in the form. You know, it doesn't matter because I know. we we all are just here. We're having fun. We're enjoying. Nobody's going to yell at you if somebody else has already called it in. If we if you call in today,
9: well, somebody will. We won't.
0: Well, yeah, we won't. Uh, if if somebody might. If we talked about something in at length last episode and you missed it and you didn't hear that episode and you call in and mention it this week you know what we well, we'll, i'll do it at length again yeah we'll play your comment you know we're just we're just having fun here and i just think it's awesome james that you call in and you know what i'll tell you what if you hear something really 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 if you hear something really awesome on on our podcast and you want to pretend that you came up with it yourself, just reword what you heard last episode and call in because we just want to hear from you. Really, that's it. I mean, just reword something somebody else said. Anyway, here's James from Tennessee again.
7: Uh, this is James from Tennessee uh, for the Weekly Lost Podcast. Um, I don't know if this has been brought up or not. I haven't heard anybody talk about this, and I haven't read it in any forms that I've looked at, but if if Ben is so obsessed about Juliet finding a cure for the women having babies there, why not? If he's been able to leave the island and been on the mainland and back in the states wherever he's wanted to go, why has he not sent women there to have their baby and then come back? Why? Why would you go through all that process of trying to have all the cure there? I mean, I understand it might be just the fact the writers and the whole plot rest on this on his end, but. If if it's such an obsession that the women have the babies, why not take them off the island? Let them have the baby, then come back, you know. They know which point that it happens, so take them off the island for six, seven months, whatever, before the first trimester, and let them have the baby, and then come back to the island. There must be some reason that they can't do that, or else maybe it's just they need it for the plot line of the show. Anyways, thanks guys. Enjoy the podcast.
0: Alrighty, James. Thank you. Or yeah, it was James, right? Very good. Yep. Um, so yeah, as far as I, what do you think about that, Steph?
9: Okay, I think that from Ben's perspective, you know, we've already heard him lie and say he's been on the island his whole life. You know, so I think that Ben really wants a born native island child. Whether it be, you, do you know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah. I think that
9: Ben wants to see a, a child be born on the island. I think that's why they were so anxious to get married. And, the, the, and and then, again, that's why he, he wanted son. It has more to do with the conception and being born on the island than it does with having the children, I think.
0: Right. What about Alex? Wasn't Alex born on the island?
9: Alex was born on the island.
0: Okay. So hmm
12: I wonder Which I never
9: understood I never understood why why Rousseau would go on this mission when she was or did she get pregnant while she was on her mission? Because her husband was with her.
0: Yeah, okay. I don't know.
9: I'd like to hear more more of of her backstory. I, There's I, some holes there that I'd like filled in.
0: Absolutely. I agree. I think she was pregnant, though, when she was on her expedition. I think she was.
9: Yeah, I think.
0: I think so. Okay. So let's see here. Next up is our good friend Scott Sheriff from Tennessee. He called okay. in. He had a. He says he's a little confused.
13: Okay. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Scott Sheriff. Uh, we just watched Lost on the bus, and uh, we're all kind of scratching our heads. It was quite a strange episode, but good. Uh, it's just there's so many allegiances that we need to know who's really working for who, to know who to trust, to know whose story is straight. We don't know if the captain's story is straight, because Michael tells, or somebody's telling Saeed not to trust the captain, but we don't know if Michael's lying about that. If he's Ben's man on the boat, then he's probably lying about that. So we just uh, we don't know enough unfortunately i thought i had more questions maybe answered than we did but just don't know who to trust but the one thing i did notice is that jim's date of death is the day of the crash so obviously he probably died between uh you know the the episode we saw tonight and when they got rescued because whenever he died i guess they just traced it back in their part of the big cover-up story to they just said that he died in the crash. We did notice it was nine twenty two oh four. So, anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, uh, looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. See
0: you later. All right, Scott. Um, let's see here. First of all, he's assuming that Jin did die. I think is what, what Scott's saying. And, okay. And I I don't know. I, I've had enough people that say he's. They don't think he's dead. Uh, because of that date on the gravestone, that there is no clear evidence that he actually is dead. Right. I think, if anything, maybe he's still on the island. Okay. Of course, the only thing that doesn't make sense for me is why she would go to the the gravesite uh, if he's not dead.
9: Um, well, that could just be the, the writers throwing us off.
0: Right, really. yeah. Why she...
9: Go there. Um, what really doesn't make sense—not um, so much why she would go there—is why Hurley would come and take her. Right. Because Hurley comes and he says, "You know, well, let's go see him." Um, so that's that's the part that really doesn't make sense.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pause this for just a second, and we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> Okay, folks, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, We took just a few moments there because things are always a little crazy here at the house, and uh, especially tonight with our super scenario that's going on here. Uh, We're going to continue the show. Stephanie's putting the kids to bed, and she will be down, so that is very exciting to hear. Uh, We left off with, um, it looks like Scott Sheriff, who called in and said that he thinks uh, that, that, you know, of course, that, That's I guess Jin is dead, but he believes that he died prior to uh, leaving the island, or sometime thereafter, or something of that nature. I believe that that there are enough people that believe that Jin is alive, that he's still on the island, but he had to stay there. It just doesn't make sense for me for him, for Sun and Hurley to make such a big point to go to the gravesite. But then again, with the date of death being the day of the crash, it doesn't make any sense. For her to go there to a fake grave site of a fake death anyways, or with a fake date on it, I would think that if he was to die after the island or even on the island and she would have some kind of grave site marker, my belief is that she would indeed have a, a new headstone with a new engraving on it. But who knows? Anyway, the other thing is that we were talking about on the call prior to that is uh, James from Tennessee was asking uh, why not the women why 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 aren't the women sent off the island and we were talking about the fact that you know they maybe they're so interested in the babies born on the island and of course we do know that they're more concerned with somebody having some a, a child that is conceived on the island both Alec I I think it was somebody in the chat room said that um, that. Uh, Oh, gosh. Danielle. She was actually eight months pregnant when she was uh, crashed on the island. And we don't know for certain that she gave birth on the island or on the boat, I I guess is what they're saying. But anyway, I believe she did deliver on the island as well as Claire, uh, but neither of them were conceived. Now, whether or not there's some kind of connection for Ben that he wants people to be conceived on the the island and to deliver on the island, Mm. I don't know. So, anyway, uh, thank you guys for calling in. I think we had some awesome answers in this episode. Uh, just under, I mean, obviously we know who the man on the boat is, which, you know, many of us were not surprised by that. We were spoiled by Comic-Con, and they gave us, I think, too much information there. So, but we at least did get a little bit more of, uh, you know, we we know who the captain of the boat is. We know who's on the boat. Uh you know we we hear a little bit more about charles widmore he definitely owns the boat so absolutely there there are, i agree that there are probably more questions brought up by this episode than there were answers so yeah i can see where you're a little confused and where other people will be as well and and of course put me right in there with you now minister kane is one of the callers who doesn't believe jen, jen is dead and here is what he had to say
14: Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. This is Minister Kane again. I just finished up listening to your initial reaction podcast. And a c- <clears throat> couple things, real quick. Uh, I don't think Jen is dead. Um, I think that... Uh, I, I need to keep my words straight. Here's a theory that I have for the show. The, re- they, the six people who are back from from the... They call it Oceanic Sick. You know, one by one, each one's wanting to to get back I mean we know that Jack wants to get back we know that eventually Hurley wants to get back um, and I think eventually we're going to learn that Jen or son wants to get back and and so on and so on the only person that we don't know that Kate she really don't want to get back but I think that's because she truly has fallen in love with Aaron and uh, she wants to continue to be his mother I think that the reason why they want to get back is because the people that they left on the island aren't, aren't, are not dead and I think that Jen knows that, uh, excuse me, that son knows that Jen is not dead, and that's the reason why she's having a hard time letting go, because she don't need to let go. She knows he's alive. I don't think he's dead. Uh, another thing that I have is uh, as far as your call of feedback and stuff like that, one of the reasons, the, one of the main reasons why I listen to you guys is because I love the playful banner between the two of you and, uh, and, and you don't have to be right all the time, as long as it, it, you keep it interesting and fun. So I really enjoy that. All right, you guys have a great day. I will talk to you
0: later. Bye. All right, Minister Kane, thank you so much. I like your idea about the you know the the thought that Kate will be the one who doesn't want to go back to the island because she knows that that Claire is on the island, and um, I think that would be interesting. That you know, everybody assumes that um, everybody assumes that that Claire is dead, and how did she meet her death, and all these other things. I don't believe Claire is dead. I believe that she is on the island, and I believe through some really, really, really whacked out circumstances that would just blow us all away, that it turned out that Aaron had to come back with Kate and Jack and and the rest of the folks. Now, you know, we'll see if that plays out, but I really like that idea, and Kate not wanting to go back because she has to go back because he'll be... You know, wondering where she is, and and she's really enjoying it. that. That's a neat little twist, I think, is interesting, and to see everybody else want to go back, that would be cool. So we'll see how that plays out. Next is we're going to go with a call that came in prior to the episode, and this came in from Tom Thomas, I believe, from Denver. Hi,
1: Cliff and Stephanie. This is Thomas from Denver. I'm calling on the morning of March 13th before the new Lost episode that will be airing tonight, where the producers told us we would find out who Ben's man on the boat is. Here's my theory. We've been told before that the Orchid video is important to understanding some important new facts that are going to be revealed. And there was an interesting little comment by Ben last week about the rabbit that Locke fed him, asking if this rabbit had a number on it, which of course is referring to the Orchid video where they're somehow cloning rabbits and i think this is the clue to who ben's man on the boat is how could harper have talked to ben if he's locked up i think there are at least three ben clones whose consciousness is somehow connected therefore ben can remain in command of the island while sending sucker clones to be beat up by the survivors or locked in basements and possibly be out in the world simultaneously killing people to protect the island. So my prediction tonight before the episode airs is that a Ben clone is Ben's man on the boat.
0: All right. Is that the end of that? Yes, that's the end of that one. So uh, Thomas, thank you so much coming in for calling that in. And I will even call that the Thomas theory for you <laughs> anyway. Um, now here's a couple things. Obviously, let's see here uh, let me re- look at my notes here Ben's man on the boat is Ben himself obviously we realize now from that episode that that Ben uh, Ben's man on the boat, boat was uh, Kevin Johnson which we do believe at this point to be Michael and the as far as the idea of Ben having clones I like that idea I like that theory of having the the off island Ben and then the the uh, site the Assassin Master Ben.
12: Didn't I talk about that already?
0: Did you talk about that already? I think about you may have Ben about- having
12: clones of himself and his crew. That's why we saw so many
0: uh, of Mikael's. Um, yeah, you did. So I do like the idea of that. I don't know that the Orchid video has anything to prove as far as substantial evidence for that theory. The Orchid video, they did mention to pay special attention to the Orchid video because it would bring be of importance. But there are two things the Orchid video did. Um, that I think were important and why they would tell you to watch that. And I think it was more for the casual internet uh, person that's interested in lost. Number one, they Ben did ask, did he, did they have a rabbit or whatever? That was a clear indication of, okay, this has something to do with the fact that, you know, there's been testing on rabbits. But I think what the Orchid video was doing was was actually not cloning rabbits with the numbers on them but they would indeed they put the number on the rabbit and therefore uh were testing out with t- doing tests with what was happening with um what was the the rat's name uh oh gosh what's his name oh gosh faraday damn oh, okay. what was faraday's rat's name I, eloise I, Eloise. Yeah. So, so anyway, just like what he did with Eloise, I think that that's what they were doing in the orchid video, and what happened with with the rabbit. What you know, the rabbit jumped, drop, dropped, and appeared out of nowhere. And it it wasn't that they cloned it, but they brought that rabbit from another time, and there were the two of them creating a time paradox, if you will. Uh, so anyway, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, exactly. El, in the chat room, they're saying, "Well, except Eloise did not duplicate, but no, they, but he did send Eloise into the future." I just think that perhaps they've been experiencing experimenting to the point where they were creating some major things. And remember, in the orientation, they feel film they they cut out the part where it says, "You know, don't ever make connection to the outside world." There was an incident and all this other stuff. And I'm wondering if any of that had to do something with uh, the, the paradox. Okay. And so uh, Patrick in the chat room says that maybe Ben has a paradox machine. And, then, you know, of course, they're probably using Doctor Who's TARDIS and all that good stuff. Anyway, welcome to the show, Stephanie.
12: <laughs> Thanks.
0: So glad you're here in studio. I am. In stereo. Here I
12: am. Here
0: I am. am. All righty. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. Let's not wait any longer for Chef Mark. Uh, Chef Mark, we're bringing you into the show. We want you to share with us a little bit about Captain John Galt.
2: Hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Before I talk about John Galt, I'm liking this idea of the clones, and I'm going to disagree with you, Cliff. I don't think, as I put in the chat room, I don't think even Doctor Who is capable of being in multiple time paradoxes at the same time. Well, I
0: will I'll stop you right there, and then you can continue <laughs> to go on. There have been three episodes of Doctor Who where the doctor meets himself and interacts with himself through the entire episode.
2: But they're, I mean multiple ones. Yes. Because like, they're saying, oh, Ben is... You know, one of him is being beat up and held captive. The other is running around with there, Whitmore. There was the a other sh- one is, you know, in in Monte Carlo playing blackjack. I mean, come they, on.
0: Well, there was a there was a, a an episode of Doctor Who where they had five of the Doctors. There was an oh, episode wow. with three of the Doctors and an episode with two of the Doctors.
2: Okay, well, never mind then. But but however,
0: <laughs> so just so you know, Doctor Who can make it happen. But tell us okay. what you think about the but clones
2: the time lord. <laughs> he is a time <laughs> lord. Um, maybe okay. that
0: maybe 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 Ben is the last of the time lords.
2: Maybe he really is from Gallifrey. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean I think th- I'm starting to think this whole thing with the rabbits because I believe that the rabbits were clones. I don't think that they were multiple time things. cuz you know it would for them to be in multiple from multiple times and showing up in the same place would have a, a detrimental effect on the people around them as well. Um, I really think it has more to do that they're cloning the rabbits and experimenting here, and I think it's probably what happened with Ben. I think maybe maybe Ben has been cloned himself, and that's how he's able to know all this stuff and be in multiple places.
8: What,
0: uh, but
2: anyway, do- it's, it, this is a very elementary, the beginnings of a theory. So I won't I won't claim to have you know it all figured out at this point.
0: Sure. The only thing I I have is. Um, and they're of course talking about the fact of these clones. Maybe that's why we have uh, Edgar Halliwax, Mark Wickman, and um, oh gosh, who was the first one? Uh,
2: Marvin. Marvin Marvin Candle.
0: Candle. So, uh, but anyway, the thing is, is that in the Orchid video, when things go all crazy, um, that rabbit seems to ha- it just seems to appear. Yeah. So, so you're,
2: oh, so you're saying that, that that's more likely that if he were time-shifting, he would appear.
0: That's exactly right.
2: Well, it could be that they turned on the clone machine and pointed it over that direction, and poop, there it went. <laughs> <laughs>
0: poop, there it went. That, I think that, oop, there it is. Anyway, uh, so, so the only thing is, now, do you think when you actually clone an animal that the, the marking, uh, the the number that has been either painted on or burned on, do you think that that number appears? In the clone I process,
2: I, I have no idea. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just giving
0: you a hard time. I wouldn't do this for anybody else unless it was Chef Mark on the line. Chef Mark, tell tell me about John Galt, though.
2: Okay, so um, now I, I it was interesting to find that the captain's name is Galt, Captain Galt. They didn't say his name is John. Okay. Uh, and and I since uh, there was some discussion in the in the chat in the uh, message board that confirms that the spelling of the name is different, actually. But I'll still give you the information about John Galt. Um so apparently in the credits it's G A U um, L T. but John Galt, G A L T is the central figure in Ayn Rand's novel, Atlas Shrugged. And this is a novel about um, about sort of the call she called it this the original subtitle she was gonna call it was the strike. The idea is that it's a strike by the men of ideas, the the, the titans of industry who stop Giving their ideas to the world because the world is becoming this socialist place where they feel like the masses should own those ideas and that the men shouldn't be able to profit from their own ideas. Um, and so John Galt uh, gathers the men of ideas, and they all go and they they go live in a place called Galt Gulch. They literally leave the world. They take their ideas with them, and the world, of course, just falls apart <laughs> because it can't it can't operate without you know without great ideas without great um, production productivity that comes from these ideas and um, so John Galt is supposed to be a hero in Ayn Rand's novel and I just thought it's interesting because we've already seen, um, we've already seen Sawyer reading Ayn Rand uh, on the beach uh, in I think it was season 2 or was it season 3
0: I don't remember, which one was it?
2: There was a time when, when Sawyer was reading Atlas Shrugged he was actually reading an Ayn Rand novel, and it was during the same time that we discovered the other's camp for the first time. And when we first saw it, I said, oh, my God, this is very much like Gulf Gulch. It's this, it's this utopian little community that's just in the middle of nowhere on this, on this desert island. I mean, the only difference being that in, in Ayn Rand's novel, Gulf Gulch was up in the mountains in, somewhere in the North American West. Wow. Um, but aside from that, it, it, seems, it seems to be very similar in that, uh, in that kind of, this this utopian community out in the middle of nowhere that no one knows about.
0: Now are you, now you said that you found that because of the uh, I guess maybe the closed captioning or maybe a transcript that they are using a different spelling and so
2: it was someone in the in the message board that, that said that the credits the full credits listed him as Captain Galt, Gault G A U L T so I don't know if this if this then sort of if then therefore there is no connection with Gault but you know in literature the 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 character Gault that, that's the that's the significant character with that name Gotcha.
0: oh well well I thought you were I thought you had more like definitely d- completely tied in but do you think that there's anything else in the episode uh, as far as names because I know that you usually pick up on the names is there anything else in there that you saw
2: that- I didn't particularly pick up on any on any uh, references to historical figures anyway um, other than that I mean and, and again that this myth may have been disproved that it isn't because someone just sent a link from Wikipedia,
0: that it definitely
2: is G A U uh, L T. So no, I didn't. Sorry. Oh, that, no, that's fine.
0: Don't <laughs> hey, ever apologize. We we're just... well,
2: actually, the panda is a significant <laughs> is, a, is a significant cultural uh, icon in China. So <laughs> I don't know what the panda's name was.
0: Though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we have the the name for the panda. But yeah, absolutely. Um, let's. Um see here i think i have a couple more calls that we want to play and i am looking for my notes on those calls now the next person we have calling in is aaron from seattle so let's go to her call and see what she had to say
11: Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Erin from Seattle. I'm a long-time listener and first-time caller. I just want to let you know that I don't believe Jin is one of the Oceanic Six. I actually paused the screen where it showed Jin's tombstone, and it says that he died on September 22nd, 2004. So I think that um, they're saying that he passed away on the island and um, that he's actually still alive on the island. I think that they just go there for appearances and um, that, you know, Jin is just kind of speaking to him, but he's not dead. I think she just misses him a lot. So anyway, there's my theory. Thanks a lot for the great podcast. You guys do a wonderful job. Keep it up. Bye bye.
0: Alrighty, thank you very much for that. Now, a
12: lot of people think that.
0: What do you think, Steph?
12: I think that I like that. Um, the the whole The whole thing with the tombstone and the date does make it seem very cover up because. She didn't get pregnant until they were already on the island. Right. So now, and I know there's this whole time warp with the island or whatever. You know, the, the time is different on the island, most definitely, than it is in other places. We don't really know how yet. It just is. So that could...
0: Do you think it's possible that they could go back off the island prior to the date they got on the plane?
12: I don't know. That's crazy. Anyway, that's kind of crazy. Go ahead. Anyway, so the whole island being in a different time could cover the fact that she wasn't pregnant when she got on the plane, but, that, I mean, that's my only question, and, and, you know, maybe that's just a stupid question. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, we have a listener, good friend from Tennessee, who thinks I'm crazy for wanting to know who the other two people are of the eight that survived.
0: Why do they think why does that person think you're crazy?
12: Because they think it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, okay. It's Scott Sheriff. Oh, okay. He sent
12: me an email that says, Why does it matter if because I had said I had talked about if Claire would be one of those eight, since she was the one who was actually pregnant with Aaron, but since the outside world Aaron is Kate's, then Claire is really insignificant.
0: And I heard. I heard somebody said that the official pod- that
12: we would never know. Um, but Scott said he doesn't think we will ever know who those two people are, and that he's okay with that because it doesn't really matter.
0: What? Uh,
12: I'm not okay with that. I want to know who they are.
0: Exactly. And uh, <laughs> folks have been saying, and I believe we even have it here in the chat room that on uh, the official Lost podcast that they said that the story that Jack told was completely made up and that the the story about the two that died, not true, that that there is nothing to that. Right. Okay. And so we have somebody that is uh, requesting to talk. Let's take a look. It is our good friend Andrea from Florida. Andrea, you're on the line. Hi, guys. I
11: don't know. I kind of agree with the diehard people, I think that they wouldn't have brought it up
10: unless they're going to do something with it. And I think Carlton and, and Damon are notorious for kind of throwing us off the course on their podcast sometimes. So
12: I, I agree with you.
11: <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with you. They are
12: completely notorious for, for throwing you off the path through their podcast. Exactly. So and you. everything brought up, is usually brought up with a purpose and an intention. Yeah, when so was, we already know gone. that the story's a lie, so why not go in and feed into the lie and give us more information? Exactly. <laughs>
0: and if nothing else, why not just go ahead and make it something now? <laughs> kind of like right. the numbers. You know,
12: maybe we could just... You know, put up enough fuss and talk about it enough that even if it didn't have an intention, now it will.
0: Well, you know, didn't we do that with the numbers and they really, you know, they kind of started to bring the numbers back in, but then they've forgotten about the numbers again. Right. Right. So who knows? Now
12: they just add new numbers. (laughs) They don't even care. Yeah, we get all
0: (laughs) kinds of numbers all over the place. So uh, let's see here. Next up we have Heather, who used to be from Eatonville, Washington, but now from Seattle. And she sounds oddly familiar, like uh, sounds very close to what Aaron sounds like.
10: Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Heather, formerly from Eatonville, Washington, but now I'm from Seattle. So, um, on that note, I'm calling about the Lost Podcast. I wanted to give some information about last night's show that I've been kind of looking at and thinking about and turning in my head and going, oh, this is interesting. Um, So, as most people have probably already figured out, they did a mix flashback, flash forward last night with Jin and Sun, um, Jin had a flashback and Sun had a flash forward um, I wanted to point out some of the clues that they gave us that Jin was having a flashback um, were that um, well A, his phone that fell into the street and got run over by the motorcycle um, it was a pretty old phone and it was circa 1998 or 2000, something like that Um, So that was a clue. Uh, Another one was his hair. Another clue was the shopkeeper, the toy shopkeeper, said that it was the year of the dragon. Now, the year of the dragon in the Chinese calendar or Asian calendar was in 2000. And um, the next year of the dragon will be in 2012. So the fact that Jin also told one of the hospital nurses that he'd only been married for two months, that... would be another indication that it was a flashback.
12: But that was because
10: um, I don't think Jen would ever get married again after being married to Son. But that's just my opinion. Um, I also am, you know, I don't know who didn't see Michael being on the boat coming. But for those of us, <laughs> for those of you who didn't, I, I thought it was pretty interesting how you know he changed his name to Kevin Johnson and. Just the look on Saeed's face was priceless when he saw Michael. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, just thought I'd comment on the flashback, flash forward thing. I can't wait to listen to your show, and I hope I get on Saturday's show. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.
0: Heather, thank you very much. That's
12: cool. Um, I, I agree I agree with her. Some of those you – know, well, a lot of those, those clues that Jen's was a flashback were obvious, and people should have picked them up. But I – wanted so bad for his to be a flash forward also that i didn't even pay attention but then by the end by the time that he gives the panda to the ambassador uh-huh excuse me and then tells the nurse i've only been married two months by then you know that it's a well, flashback
0: for me that was the that was the clue that was the last thing that that kind of said okay this is a flashback now I I now the the, the phone, phone we the noticed phone, through every, well, people
12: from the chat room. Yes,
0: they knew to that. But I will tell you, I what. I would have
12: never known the year of the dragon. I
0: never would have got never. that. And I really liked that she pro, that, that she brought that up. Yeah, that is very good is. detective work. There, it
12: really is. That's something that I would have never known. Never. Yep.
0: Exactly, so next up now, obviously um, for her, she said she's like, I definitely saw Michael coming," right? And so, so did we. However, Wayne Henderson, who has started his own little uh, Wayne take Wayne's take on Lost podcast, uh, Wayne called in and shared uh, his experience with some of those. Uh, what are those people called? Uh, the people that don't like totally dive in headfirst into Lost them. Um,
12: Casual viewers? Oh,
0: yeah, those people. Uh, he, he says he knows a couple of those.
3: Oh. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It is Wayne from Wayne's Take on Loss. I just want to call in Been listening to your podcast. Another excellent episode, and I hope all is going well with the GSPN TV uh, Loss Podcasting Network. But I just wanted to give a quick call and disagree slightly with uh, the take and some of the caller's uh, expression that by announcing that Harold Perrineau was coming back, we all knew well in advance that Michael was going to be Ben's man on the boat. And even though it wasn't a surprise to me because it was pretty obvious coming, uh, talking to a lot of my coworkers as well as people in my family who, you know, they're not the hardcore lost geeks. They don't listen to podcasts. They don't even know what Comic-Con is. They don't uh, see the things mentioned on the news or in the TV guide to them they were totally blown away that Michael was on the boat. So, out of my circle of friends and co-workers, I was the only one who was not surprised. Everyone else was still having, who's Ben's man on the boat? Is it future Ben going on there himself? Is it Boone, who didn't really die? Is it, uh, I mean, they had all sorts of ideas and suggestions, so I applaud them for that. But they were totally shocked and surprised that Michael, Ben's man on the boat, and so, although it did ruin it for us podcasters and hardcore live geeks, everybody else was still totally shocked and blown away, as they should be. And I do admit, I'm a little bit jealous that I couldn't have been as shocked and blown away as them. But uh, at least a lot of people were shocked. Now, back to the GSTN TV Lost podcast with Cliff and Stephanie.
0: All right. Thanks, Wayne, from Wayne's Take on Lost. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I, I do. I, I am jealous that... Other people got to enjoy that. And and I bet you there are a lot of people that are jealous of Wayne, that he has coworkers and friends that actually watch Lost because not too many people out there that we know of have no, really, anybody else don't. to share all this with. Although here in my new place of employment, I now share. I, I have one coworker. She's very much into Lost. And it's really <laughs> awesome. uh, That's
12: kind of funny. I'm sorry. I just (laughs) thought that was funny. All
0: right. We have another caller on the line, and it looks like uh, somebody we've not met before. Uh, Let's just see who this is. Hi. You're calling into the Weekly Lost Podcast. Who's calling?
2: Yeah, this is Brad from Ohio. I'm a newbie, so just kind of bear with me here.
0: No problem. Are you calling for Um, uh, the Lost Show?
2: Yes, I am calling for the Lost Show. I am from Southern Ohio, and I just was searching Kevin Johnson, and I came across that he is a ventriloquist. And I just thought that was ironic, because he is Ben's man on the boat, and Ben is telling him to say things like a ventriloquist. So I just thought that was an interesting thing.
0: Oh, that is interesting. Thank you. So you're, so you're right across the river from us. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you called in. And what was your name again? Brad. Brad, thank you for calling in. And uh, feel free to call in any time. All right, so uh, Kevin Johnson, a very popular ventriloquist, ventriloquist. You know, one thing that, you know, with all this talk of cloning and everything, obviously this Kevin Johnson looks a lot like Harold Power... Uh, well, I'm sorry, looks a lot like Michael. I would hope Michael. it looks a lot like looks Harold Power now. <laughs> looks a lot like Michael, <laughs> but he goes by the name Kevin Johnson and his hair's cut and everything like that. What if, what if... Kevin Johnson is not Michael maybe it maybe they took Michael and they cloned him if if we're gonna if, I mean seriously if we're gonna go on the cloning thing
12: if we're gonna go on the cloning thing you could go there but you exactly know. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It's all crazy to me this whole cloning stuff whatever if
12: Michael's on the boat, where's Walt
0: yeah you, you know what give give me all the the time travel stuff and the time hey, give me all that but cloning come on. Anyway, but they did do that whole bad twin thing, so who knows. Now, speaking of the idea of apologizing, like falling over yourself, trying to ask and beg forgiveness just in case you bring up something that somebody else has already said, this is a perfect example of how we're just happy to hear from you, and this is a younger gentleman calling into the show. His name is Evan, and he called in from Atlanta. Hey,
11: it's Evan from Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, I'm calling for the Lost Podcast, and I don't know if anyone got it, but on Chin's gravestone in Gyeong, however you pronounce it, um, he was, um, he died September 22nd, 2004, and that's the day of the crash, so maybe, just maybe, that would fit into Jack and Kate's story about um a secret about how they all died and maybe he's one of the two people out of the eight they're talking about but i don't know maybe he's still alive on the island that they only have room for six people on the plane um i'm just about to go listen to your podcast i really wish you could have made it but please this listen to meet kevin johnson Podcast or in if you guys have second episodes.
0: But um this is going on really long and I'm about to go eat a taco. So adios <laughs> <laughs> It is taco
12: night. Sweet. Is
0: I wonder if Kate's making his tacos for him.
12: We have our own taco nights here.
0: <laughs> Say hey, thank you, Evan, very much for calling in. That Absolutely. that's very cool. We're we're very glad that you did that. And glad you're enjoying the show. All right, next up, we have our last phone call for this feedback edition, I guess, of the Weekly Loss Podcast, and it's our good friend Paul from Long Island.
8: Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Paul from Long Island. Sorry I haven't been calling in lately, but uh, I've been listening. I just haven't had a lot to call in that I thought would actually be interesting to listen to. Uh, I, l- I watched, uh, I'm trying to pronu- see how to pronounce it, Gion. Last night, and I listened to your initial reaction podcast. Uh, I think I disagree with you guys because you seem to like the episode and the, the way it was broken up with the flashback and the flash forward. I kind of felt that the flashback and flash forward thing that they did was kind of a shock value thing at the end, but that otherwise it was almost like a cheap stunt, and I didn't really like the way the episode played out once I figured out what it was they were doing. Uh, I didn't think it had that depth and richness like when you find out in uh, at the end of The Sixth Sense, the secret of that movie Uh, so I didn't really care for that I went online and I tried to see if I could find out what the significance of the name Ji Yeon is and didn't come up with a lot apparently it's not an uncommon Korean name Uh, I found an actress with that name I found a history professor with that name, I found a musician with that name, a mathematician maybe that's where it's significant to them uh, the actual translation for the name is apparently Heavenly Patience. Uh, so I don't know if that has any significance to the show. So I'm not 100% convinced that Jin is actually dead. Uh, I find that to be a little bit interesting, and I'd like to see how that's going to play out. Uh, I could see a scenario where he remains behind on the island, but they have to claim that he's dead, uh, but that he insists that Sun go home because you know, it would kill her otherwise. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, There was also the thing where Ben apparently set up the phony uh, wreckage with the bodies in it, and I don't know exactly how that's going to play out. So there's definitely some interesting things in there. It was really just the mechanism of the flashback, flash forward that I didn't care for. Uh, That's about all I have for this time, so I will be talking to you guys soon. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, Paul. And you know what? I'm sure that you're not alone, that there are probably some other people maybe that didn't like that. However, I will just add that so far to this date, you're the first that I've heard that didn't like that little twist in the story. How is but but uh everybody's entitled to their opinion and and yours is just as valid as anybody else's as far as uh how you feel about an episode. So Absolutely. you you might even say it's ho hum and we'd be totally cool with that.
12: And I wouldn't attack you for that.
0: No, you wouldn't. So anyway, or sometimes you would.
12: Not for your opinion on an episode. Oh
0: okay. Okay, good, good. Would good,
12: I good. attack you for attacking me? Well, now that's a different story.
0: Anyway, we won't go there, will we? All right. So
12: everybody's allowed to have their own opinion of this show. That's the great thing about this show.
0: Yes, it is. It is one of the very many great things about this awesome show called Lost. So the other thing I have here is uh, a good listener friend of ours. His name is Chris Oatley. He, um, He sent in a very lengthy email. And of course, I don't like lengthy emails. (laughs) Uh, I just don't.
12: No kidding. So
0: I'm not going to read it. However, I just will say that uh, he says that uh, he basically has some additional uh, thoughts on the whole idea of Hurley being special. And I do believe that he's even mentioned it. uh, If you go back and listen to Uh, Some earlier stuff or or on the forum somewhere that he's even been talking about that for a while, which is totally awesome. And one of the things that he wrote in his email, the one thing that just like clearly stands out to me and I completely forgot about when we were talking about Hurley being so special is the fact that he saw the cabin.
12: No, we talked about that.
0: Not in the episode Hurley is special.
12: Oh. That's what I'm
0: saying. We talked about that earlier. Did but, we talk about but, it earlier
12: or on the post show? or I remember talking about that here, sitting here just like this.
0: I know. we other talked other we've talked about it in a podcast, but that was a couple episodes ago. Okay. But last week, I did it the weekend review. I think we called it. I titled it Hurley is Special because that's where I started talking about the fact that Hurley's so special. And in that episode, well, when I don't I was, know what
12: you title these episodes.
0: I know you don't. I know only title the full these. time mom. I know, which I need a title for that other one you did, by the way. I'm, anyway, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I have to make you listen to it. Oh. All right, and then uh, we had, I think it's Dudu Moroha, uh, says that Damon and Carlton said in an interview that Jack his. Okay, that the Jack history is a lie, and that the two had died is not important at all. Jeremy emailed me, and it's a shorter email, and I don't see know lots of you.
12: people think that those two aren't important at all.
0: Yeah. So Jeremy wrote this. He says uh, this is a reference to episode where Miles tells Ben he wants three point two million dollars in one week. Now listen to this because I love what Jeremy writes here. First, Miles is one of the others. I believe proof of that is when he asks Ben, do you know who I work for? Second, saying that he wants $3.2 million is his way of telling Ben that our rescue cu- rescue crew knows the bearing to get to the island. Three, two, five. Three, two, and then five zeros. Uh, let's see here. He says, three, two, five being the bearing... Um, Let's see here. 325 being the bearing that Ben told Michael to follow. Ben asked Miles, why not 3.3 or 3.5? And Miles says no. 3.2 million dollars. Reinforcing that they are sure of that correct bearing. Fourth, uh, Fourth, when Miles says that Ben has one week to get the money. He is saying that more people are coming to the island in one week unless action is taken to prevent it. These are just my ideas. I just thought the conversation between Ben and Miles was so bizarre that it had to have more meaning behind it. Just wondering if you had heard this theory before. It makes a lot of sense to me. I like it. But why would they be so secretive in front of Kate, of all people? I don't know. I don't know.
12: Just because that's their nature.
0: Anyway, so the thing is, is I like the whole idea of them having some kind of secret code. The whole thing it just uh, does seem to be weird that he would ask for 3.2 million. That if anything gives any validity to that then I I definitely I definitely think that there could be something to be said for that. Now, the other thing I just want to point out that I think it was in the flash forward in Sun's apartment the TV was on. And I don't know if you know this, but you could see Nikki in the TV show Expose. Really? On her TV. No. Absolutely. So uh, for those of you, you might want to go back and watch that that. again. (laughs) (laughs) Or you may not really care. All right, so anyway, that is all we have for this episode of the Weekly Loss Podcast. If anybody else wants to comment, uh, please do so. The one thing I did notice in here, um, Allison L. um, wrote in the forum. She started a thread called, Holy Cow, The Bracelet Explained? And she said, I just posted a full link from the EW.com review, but I thought we'd love this separately. Why did Regina kill herself? Because she was inconsolable over the death of her lover, the late lock-knifed Brit, Na- uh, Brit Naomi. Uh, remember the inscription on her bracelet? N. I'll always be with you, RG. Yep, keep thinking. I'm thinking RG is, I guess Regina is RG. Okay. Hmm, very interesting. So... Uh, we do have an announcement to make, Stephanie. What's that? We have the gspn.tv plus membership that we've we been do. talking about. Yes. And we've mentioned to folks that we are working behind the scenes here feverishly throughout the week trying to set up the database and password protecting a special site that is going to be available only to plus members. And that eventually there will be some content that's restricted only for plus members, always giving away lots of free content on all of our shows. Right. However, one of the things that we've been doing uh, that I've mentioned as an incentive for folks to sign up for Plus Membership is I went out and purchased a whole stack of iPod shuffles here.
12: Correct. And today,
0: And I said on the 15th of each month, we are going to do a drawing. We are. From the list of names who are our Plus Members and... build up. Alrighty, today's winner for the month of March, our GSPN.tv plus member who is walking away from the show with a brand new iPod shuffle. Actually it's a it's one of the refurbished ones from uh, Apple, but it's it's brand new in a box, completely cleaned up. It's in a
12: box, with saran it's, wrap on it, or wrap. wrap on it.
0: But anyway, Allison, Allison L, L. Allison Lucan I it, that's from that's I from it Ohio, and uh, we we got that today, and she's Bless in the you. chat room. <laughs> uh, she's in the chat room, and she won that, and I emailed her earlier today, made sure that it was okay to mention her name on the show. And she said absolutely no problem. She gave me her shipping address, and it's going out to her on Monday.
12: Very cool. So
0: congratulations. And for those of you out there, just so you know, Stephanie and I now do podcasting and new media full time. We would love for you to go to gspn.tv slash plus and read all about the uh, plus membership. We are going to be doing drawings on the 15th of the, each month. And uh, we would love to, for you to be a part of making all of this podcast content available. And if you haven't been to the site, go to gspn.tv. No, no gspn.tv and check out all the other shows. Just in case you, one of the shows, um, if you happen to be a Christian, uh, which is uh, not necessarily the whole focus of everything we do here, but I did start a brand new podcast. Uh, called The Almost Daily Devotional and so if that might interest you that's just one of the new shows that we launched that will eventually be primarily for the Plus member audience and if you have an idea of a show that you would like to hear please feel free to let us know. Anyway Stephanie do we have anything else? I don't have anything else. I don't have
12: anything else.
0: All right. well we have two little calls that came in from uh, Andrew from Salt Lake City and he's going to give us a little lost in the news. Lost in the news. Alrighty, first call from Andrew.
15: What's up, Cliff, Steph, and sometimes Mark Schiff. I uh, hope you guys are feeling good. Um, anyways, I got two stories this week in the Lost News. Sun did an article um, in the USA Today. It was uh, on Monday. Will Keck was the writer. He interviewed her, and he also has a video of her. Um, shot for, It's like 3 minutes and 21 seconds. She can go to USA Today and find it there. Uh, it's at some Olympic spa. I'm assuming it's in Korea. Uh, second story I got was I got from the Dark UFO. It is the release date for the CD, Season 3 CD. It's supposed to come out 4:29 of 8 And I think they got the story from Chris, the guy who runs the Official Lost Podcast. Um, I went on Amazon.com, uh, Best Buy. None of them had this yet, so this must have been fresh. So, uh, anyways, hope you guys... Uh, have a good day. Enjoy Lost. And we can't wait to hear you guys' podcast. Talk to you guys later.
0: All righty, and one more story he called in.
15: What's up, guys? This is Andrew from Salt Lake City. Just letting you know, uh, there was an article in MSN NBC by the AP, Associated Press, it was about Michael. Um, he wrote in this, uh, or he said in the art in the interview, that I hope people see Michael's return and think, oh, this is going to be good. Paranel told the, oh, the AP over lunch Wednesday, I hope, they think this ride is good. We busted our butts doing this one. I, it felt like we were making a movie because there's so much stuff that happens in this episode. So I just thought you guys should know about that. It's pretty cool. I'm excited for it. Kevin uh, here, podcast guys. Talk to you later. Bye. All
0: right. So that next episode, I think he's talking about Stephanie is meet Kevin Johnson,
12: and that would be episode eight.
0: That would be the All next right? episode. Absolutely, Which should be
12: our last episode before. A four-week
0: hiatus. I think that's what Bonnie is going to tell us over here on our coming up on Lost segment. So for those of you who do not like spoilers of any type, I encourage you to go ahead and shut things down right now, and we'll catch you for the initial Lost pod or uh, the initial reaction. Do we have one this? We have a one this week, right?
12: Yeah. We
0: have one more, and yeah. then then we're off. Well, for I hiatus. thought that's what
12: Bonnie was going to tell us. I think Bonnie's
0: going to tell us, but uh, so here comes Bonnie with our coming up on Lost segment.
2: That? I know.
4: Because you don't
2: know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know?
4: This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Meet Kevin Johnson and will be on this Thursday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads Saeed confronts Ben Spy on the freighter and Ben urges his daughter, Alex, to flee Locke's camp in order to survive an impending attack. So Saeed will confront Kevin Johnson, who we know as Michael, and we'll get Michael flashbacks to fill in what happened after he and Walt left the island on Ben's boat. Somewhere along the line, he became Ben's spy on the freighter. We'll see a lot of familiar faces in this episode, including the tail section survivor Libby, who Michael shot and killed in the hatch. We'll also see dead characters Tom, or Mr. Friendly, Naomi, and George Minkowski. Sorry, no Regina in this one, but Rousseau, Alex, and Carl all make an appearance. For more information, read my Meet Kevin Johnson Guide and Preview, and soak up all you can from this episode because we are heading into a short hiatus. To find out about the upcoming schedule, go to lost.about.com, and on the left side under Must Reads, click on Season 4 Calendar. We'll have Meet Kevin Johnson this Thursday at 9, then four weeks of no Lost, and then on Thursday, April 24th, Lost returns for a new episode at 9 p.m., then for the next four Thursdays, which is May 1st through May 22nd, Lost will air at 10 p.m. This is Lost Away, Bonnie Koval for lost.about.com.
0: Four weeks without Lost.
12: Better than nine months.
0: It is better than nine months. I will give you that, and uh, so which is
12: what we're heading into when we're done.
0: She said she did email me and tell me that there is a lot of discrepancy going on about when, what time episodes are going to be right. when they come back, and whether or not there's going to be one at nine, ones at ten. I
12: our DVR will pick them up. Yeah,
0: our DVR <laughs> will pick them up. We'll be here. Just keep watching out, uh, and of course, once the official press release is released, then she'll update her site. Uh, the other thing I want to let people know, uh, folks have been asking this for a long time, and I finally got around to doing this. If you go to gspn.tv slash schedule, you will see a schedule of all of our live shows. I've tried to do the best I can to get all those scheduled here on TalkShoe.com, and you can see all the different shows that we'll have all the way through the end of March, and then once we get to the end of March, I'll try to uh, input all of the shows for April in there, and of course, I did do my best to uh, show that, you know, of course, we have the initial reaction on uh, March 13th, but you don't see another initial reaction until March 20th, so I tried to keep even going and follow that uh, the schedule for loss to make sure okay. we get those right, So, but we will still have the weekend shows uh, during that period of time, so... Or actually, I don't have. Yeah, I do. March fifteenth, I do have. Uh, but no, I don't. Anyway, that's today. Oh, is today March fifteenth? Today's
12: March fifteenth. Never babe. mind
0: then. Welcome For, to it. Welcome to my world. <laughs> anyway, we'll start. We'll try to do the weekend yeah, show. You have
12: about thirty-nine minutes of it left.
0: We'll still try to do the weekend show during the hiatus. Okay, and we'll come up with something. We'll have chef. We'll, well have. Well, it's Mark, only four weeks. We'll have Mark Chef join us. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, we have, we're have we just having a great time here, folks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are very excited for you, Allison, and we will get your iPod shuffle out. And uh, I think that's everything.
12: Do we have a weekend show on the 29th?
0: I don't know. Why?
12: Of March 29th.
0: Why? What's going on March 29th?
12: Oh, I don't know. My sister's getting married.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm sure she'd be done getting married by 10. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't she? I
12: don't know. I mean, come
0: on. I don't know. We'll, we'll work all that <laughs> out. Like, in the I'll
12: listen to you.
0: <laughs> I hate weddings. Anyway, th- folks, thank you for calling in. We had a great time. Oh,
12: Allison else has to call from the wedding.
0: All right. Cliff, this is a wedding we're talking about. Oh, okay. Very cool. All right. So, anyway, folks, that's it. Until next time, stay lost.